get $250 when you switch to a Royal Credit Union checking account. When I go to Royal, I feel very connected there. See details and open your account by November 15th at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated. Fairmont, Kentucky. Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, joining Score North to cry about the Vikings each and every week, among many other things. She's Kirsten Kroll, the face of the Minnesota Wild. You'll see her lovely mug on the big screen. And we got Sports Dad with us, Judd Zolgad from Score North, Judd's Hockey Show, Purple Daily. Uh, Mr. Positive, I believe, is also a correct nickname for you. I feel like I'm sullying the table, though. Like, I mean, there's you two, and then there's me in between. And... Um, um, I apologize for the appearance because, I mean, you know, the bar down, beauties, and Judd, I guess, is not, you know, it can't really be a beauty myself. But You're an official beaut now, you though. Are. You're here. I'll do my best. Yeah, exactly. I'll do my best. Again, Bar Down Beauties hockey podcast. New episodes released each and every Tuesday. So we've got a new app coming out tomorrow with Minnesota Wild forward Freddie Goudreau, who, fun fact, Judd, does not like to be called Freddie Hockey, uh, which is a name that Johnny Goudreau, no relation, is Chip Scoggins in the house, too? We got a Look nice thank you to everybody who so was who's able to who? make it Minnesota up. Minnesota Media, Declan Goff, Brian Halverson, Chip Scoggins. Fab Five, the Pierce clan over there, too. It's a, it's a nice turnout. But, no, we're talking hockey all the time. Minnesota Wild preseason happening right now. They've got a game tonight, preseason game number two, after a victory yesterday. Uh, how are we feeling? Hockey's back, guys. Judd, we feeling pretty good about that. Oh, I love it when it's back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my favorite <laughs> sport. Um, I love this sport. So, yes, the... I love the start of the, the season two when the weather starts to change subtly and it gets it gets cooler, but it's not cold yet. Yeah, I have always. Yes, I have always loved the start of the season and I'm excited. There's a, if nothing else, you guys, there is more good young talent coming up the pipeline. And it's not just here, but, I, you know, just all around Cooley and, and uh, Bedard. I mean, so, yes, I am very excited for the season. Which prospect, or not even prospect so much at this point, but rookie are you looking forward to seeing? Maybe not even so much on the wild, but just across the mm-hmm. entire NHL. Bedard, for sure. Connor Bedard's going to be, I think, a, a, a transformative player. Like, I don't think he is a nice prospect. I think he is Crosby-like. I think he's one of those. Mm-hmm. And those guys come along once every, what, 15 years or so? So he's the one. I am... After seeing the ridiculous move that Logan Cooley pulled in Australia against Oof. the Kings, though, yes. I got to admit, I'm curious. You know, he was really good here in his year. Um, I didn't see that coming, though. Like, no. I saw that move, and I'm like, that's Dennis Savard in his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this is probably a- as excited as I've ever been about, like, just a group of prospects, to your point, Kirsten, mm-hmm. all around. But I just think there's so much good young talent, and the game is so skilled now. So much fun. I'm going to follow that up really quick. How excited are you to see Connor Bedard play against Minnesota for the next <laughs> however many years? You know, okay, this sounds terrible, 
but I actually like it when the Blackhawks are good because then you don't like them. Yeah, like, fair. like they've been so bad. You kind of feel sad for them because well, it's just so pathetic. I don't feel lately. sad for them. No, I don't either. But I, I like it when. But I but I want teams to be good. It's more fun, and I feel like this guy it has the potential, to your point, to be good for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily saying it's fair that they got him. No, of course but not. I, but I am saying it's going to be interesting to see how they try and stop him, and I think he's going to be good like opening night. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a, we're five weeks in, what's wrong with Connor Bedard? I think it's going to be, we're five weeks in, this kid's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be an Alex Lafreniere situation, yes. right? Well Where put. that was just a terrible bust. We did not like that for New York, as unfortunate that, as that is. Uh, speaking of prospects, you guys, which I agree with you both, super excited for the Calder race this year. Like, there are so many good players. I don't think Connor Bedard is just going to simply run away with it. He's definitely the favorite, but Logan Cooley, Matthew Nyes, I mean, so many good young players coming through the game, changing the way the game is played. Um, What prospects are you excited about for the Minnesota Wild? Now, we know it's tough for any of them to really make the roster. There's no space. I was going to say, who's going to be, who's uh, it? You know, you got Marco Rossi, which it is Rossi. Again, if you guys hadn't heard that, it's Rossi now. Yes, because he doesn't think Americans know how to roll their R's appropriately. So he's he right, said, because I don't. Americans, <laughs> please just say Marco Rossi. If you can go Marco Rossi. Uh, yep, that's exactly what I said to him. He's like, no, just don't bother, basically. Really? Yeah, so it's back to Rossi. Nice work. Thank you. Good I, I, I was hitting the, the hard-hitting questions. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but Marco, ninth overall pick a couple years ago, yep. hasn't been able to solidify himself into this lineup yet, despite being a favorite for the position, especially up the middle where Minnesota lacks so much depth or a real true number one center. So Marco's supposed to be the guy, has not proven it. Is he the guy this year? Is it the time that he needs to come in, make an impact, or when do we call him a bust? Well, I think this year's it. I I think he either has an impact. Now, to me, there's a few different ways to examine this, though, because, yes, it's imperative, and to go back a year, he had a great training camp, a great preseason, and we're all like, oh, okay, the kid's going to bust out, and he plays, what, about a month here, and then they send him down, and he's not heard from again. So... I think there's two things at work here. One is this is it. Like, this is his year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to be, a, you know, he's not a fourth-line player. This kid, in my opinion, should probably be top six ideally. Third-line center at the worst. But here's my question. Is the head coach going to be patient enough to allow this to develop? It, it's my personal opinion that unless they absolutely say, okay, we just made a mistake and he's not good, which I have no idea. Which happens, too. Like, it does. That's okay. But, you ha- but it's also my opinion that he deserves a long leash and a, lo- and a long chance because, you know, Dean, God bless him, wants players, and I, I watched Dean play for Hartford and Washington. Dean wants players who reflect how Dean played, and look, he was a great two-way guy, didn't score a ton, but, I mean, a really, really solid player. Right. Um, but kids like Rossi aren't necessarily going to come out of the gate like that, so he deserves the opportunity to prove himself. Now, if, if he just busts, he busts. Yeah. But, if, but you can't just say, well, a month in, you're not tough enough, which is what they said last year. You're going back. He has nothing left to prove in Iowa. No. Does he? I mean, is there anything no. left to prove there? He stayed here this offseason because management wanted him to. He put on the 10 to 50 miles. I mean, he does. He looks significantly bigger, right? I mean, he certainly looks like a man, more of a man than, than he did even last season. So, I mean, he clearly took it all very seriously. And listen, because he obviously wants to prove himself. But I think you're absolutely right, Judd. 
Dean needs to provide that opportunity. Currently, as it sits, you've got Marco Rossi, centering Marcus Fellino, and Freddie Goudreau. Don't love that. I don't I love that at all. I think Marcus Fellino can certainly help create space with his physical style of play. Freddie can do a little bit of defensive play as well as forward, but I just don't know if that's what Marco needs to succeed. And again, that's on the third line. I'd like to see him get a look on the second line. Now, Dean married to his lines. He loves them. They're his, his best friends. He just needs to keep them together. He's super glued them. You're giving me a headache. I know. Yeah, I saw saying, Judd starting to roll his eyes, scratch his head. <laughs> he... Who's got a Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just need to drink more Green Belt. Again, we are, our Buttes Live is presented by Green Belt. Uh, Surly's okay, too, but Green Belt, our biggest <laughs> yeah, fans, don't, don't as sweat always. It. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. sponsor. <laughs> Be sure to get those at the bar. Uh, while you're getting some food again, Bar Down Beauties, Talking Hockey, all season long. New episodes released each and every Tuesday on Talk North and YouTube. Uh, talk in Minnesota Wild right now because we're in the midst of preseason and because they're not the Vikings and they don't suck yet. We love that for Minnesota sports. Um, Kirsten, who else are you really excited about at camp? Obviously, Marco Ro Rossi is the, uh, the big headline. Everybody's really keeping an eye on him. But who else are you really thinking that maybe – could vie for a possible spot. Again, very few roster spots open, but as Bill Guerin and Dean Epson always remind us, nobody's spot is guaranteed. Well, for me, this isn't going to happen, but somebody that I would really, really like to see on the roster is Sammy Walker. Mm -hmm. I think he deserves a shot. I think even when he came in, just whenever he got called up from Iowa to come up to the NHL, I think he always delivered. And then this preseason, I thought he's had a good preseason so far. But I just don't think that's going to happen for him, unfortunately, this year. But I would love to see him get an opportunity. Smelliest hands in the league. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> or he said his feet were worse. What? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Does he wear got, socks, at least? He probably wears socks. But I Sammy Walker so. has stinky feet and stinky hands, like, beyond, apparently. There's cures for that, you know. I mean, there's oh, yeah. sprays and stuff. I just feel bad stuff. for his there mom. Are, there are options. He's also a very talented musician. He can play some nice little guitar strumming along there. You're a fountain of information. I just, I, I like to find all those little nuggets for you guys. He's you taking know? piano lessons. He's taking piano lessons, yep. Ooh, as a hockey player, I'm not sure that, <laughs> like, he, his fingers are going to break eventually, probably, right? Oh, gosh. So, like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, it's a difficult sport. It's a well, tough sport. Judd, what about you? So, Sammy Walker, she's looking at, again, I don't know that the Wild can even afford his contract, unfortunately, I for him, either. right? Like, that's the problem. I don't know if you guys have heard. There's no money in the Bill Guerin Bank. <laughs> I, it's not news really, to me. Yeah, people haven't talked about it too much. It really hasn't affected anything that they're wanting to do. But, Judd, who, uh, who are you excited to see in camp kind of shine and, and come through? Brock Faber. Obviously. Here I, we I go. just think he's going to be, I mean, I think you're going to forget about Matt Dumba very quickly. Sure. Um, and not that Matt was not a contributor, and I believe that in the room he was beloved. Uh, Brock Faber, though, I mean, just consider this. Brock Faber stepped in for the playoffs with Dean Everson as his coach yeah. and didn't come out. Yep. Like, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. um, because at the first sign of trouble, you know, Dean's going to be like, and we're talking about a defenseman. Yeah. Um, I think Brock Faber will be, and, and I think this happens in hockey, I think he will be better suited for the NHL than he was the college game, and he was an unbelievable college player. Mm -hmm. I, th I think he will have a very long career in the NHL. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. he's getting his first shot with Jonas Brodeen, who he said he admired from afar, right? I mean, well, how cool how, how can you not? for him. Right? I mean, he, it's just a tremendous. And I think they complement each other very well in the style they play. I mean, Brock is so incredibly smart with how he plays 
defense. And even if he makes a mistake, he doesn't let it get him down. Like, he already has that very NHL mindset, right? And I just, I love that about him. And you love it to happen to good people because he is. He's hashtag one of us, uh, great family kid. It's, it's exciting. I agree. I think Brock Faber is going to be uh, an easy in for that defensive pairing with Broads. Um, you know, maybe we trim some fat on the other defenseman if, if we want to. We need the other defenseman to step up. We're not going to name <laughs> names, but there is, you know, maybe one, maybe two that really yeah. could ste- take a step I forward don't know from who you're last talk- season. I have no idea no what third-pairing defenseman you're talking about. I don't either. It's, it's very vague. Well, we'll who see. is going to uh, – so, so let's go there. Who's going to play th- third pair? Because, I mean, they've got options. They seem to really like some guys, and I'm confused by this. Goose and Merrill. Okay, so is Kalen Addison not going to play? I have a feeling he's not going to get much ice time yet. So I disagree so who's if he does the power play? Jared Spurgeon. Probably. Or Goose. He kind of ran point a no, couple times. No, yeah. no, don't yeah, do that. Did. No, you're right. I know, but don't. Goose, <laughs> Goose is my age. God bless him. Enjoy he's the rest. Enjoy, my goodness. And, and he looks as old, old as I do, but he's, I mean. He's my age. But Right, but in, in <laughs> hockey terms, you might as well be my age then. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kalen, I just, I know they have problems there, and I know that, but, you know, he does run the power play pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's a little bit frustrating. I, I, the good side is Broads and Faber to me, though, are going to be from day one your shutdown pair. 100%. Like when yeah. it's McDavid, Bedard, right? Yeah. They're going to be your shutdown pair. No um, question. And, and in, actually, in my opinion, if you had a, um, a depth chart in the office mm-hmm. that you don't show the public, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they're one and Spurgeon and Jake are two. I would, uh, I would prefer that to be the case. I think that would be the smart decision to make, but I don't see that happening, unfortunately. I think... As to Jesse's point that she said a few times, Dean is very committed to his lines. Oh, right. No, but I'm saying... Or but they'll get the, But they'll get the matchup. Like, yes. Dean will put right. that matchup against their top line versus yeah. Spurge. I don't know. I just... I don't see things getting changed up. Right. Just, yeah. But I think in the mythical world of, like, who's more important, like, it almost doesn't matter what Dean thinks. It, yeah. It more so is what we think, mm-hmm. and I think we think Brodeen <laughs> and Faber are going to be more important. Yes. We run this team, is yeah. what you're yes. saying. Like, well, Dean I'm, doesn't well, know that. Dean but doesn't we... always understand what his lines are. Like, <laughs> D, like Dean co- coaches, and not just Dean, but they'll say things like, well, there's no first, second, third, and fourth line. They're oh, all yeah, important. They love that. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, w- would I like to tell him what he should do with the combinations? Yes. He's not going to listen to that. Yeah. But I can decide who's more important. Yes. And sure. so can you, and so can you. So that's what I'm saying is, Gotcha. That they're going to get mm-hmm. the important matchups. Um, and, and look, I think Spurge and Jake are fine together. Like, I actually like them, but I think Faber's going to be special. And I think we all, I think we all agree Brodeen already is special in yes. his own way for what yes. he does. 100%. Again, we are the Bardown Beauties podcast, Talking Hockey, uh, Jesse Pierce, Kirsten Kroll, Judd Zolget. I got some trivia for you guys. I'm going to make sure some people don't get to be included in this because it seems a little unfair. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, what round was Kirill Kaprizov drafted in? Anybody? Can anybody tell me? Superstar for the Minnesota Wild. Anybody at all? He was drafted in the 24th round? No. No. That's, uh, that's incorrect. Anybody else? <laughs> Somebody said the first. He is not, was not drafted in the first. That's a common 
thought. People usually think Kirill Kaprizov went number one. Did not anybody else? Oh, the peanut gallery over there. What uh, what round? There you go. He got it. Fifth round, Kirill Kaprizov picked up in the fifth round. Bravo. Come grab a pin. Come grab a sticker if you'd like. Uh, Having fun out here. Yes, I still, I love that one. I had that at the golf course the other day. Like, true or false, Kirill Kaprizov was a first-round pick. Everybody said true. And I was just like, wow. Chuck Fletcher, right? Chuck Fletcher gems. Chuck, yeah. Because the Russians sometimes. They never come, usually. Well, And they used to fall. When when the Iron Curtain came down in Detroit, got all all of those guys, the Fedorovs and stuff, look at the rounds. Yeah. The Red Wings just decided, because they stunk at the time, bleep it, we're just going to start to take them all. So, like, the those guys were all, like, fifth and sixth round picks. Because mm-hmm. they just said, okay, if the Iron Curtain ever falls and players are allowed to come here. And so, like, that's how Detroit built those cup teams. Have you seen the Red Army the movie? Uh, yes. So good. Oh, yeah. So good. I saw those teams play. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm, jealous I'm of so, that. I'm so old that the North, the, so the North Stars and other teams used to play exhibitions against the Red Army over here. And mm. I once saw Trediak and that entire crew play an exhibition game in, I think it was 83, long so before you two were born, <laughs> at Met Center. Not that long. Against the North Stars. It yeah. was, yes, it was great. Legendary, legendary. Again, Art on Beauty's podcast. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, more hockey talk. We love to hear it. Uh, Stay tuned. We will be right back. Hi, guys. Jesse Pierce with Bardown Beauties and NHL.com here. Fall is without question my favorite time of year. The leaves are changing, school's back in session, and hockey is back on the ice. That's why I've been so grateful that Livia's doctor-recommended program has my health on track and my energy at full fuel to prep for my busiest time of year. Between morning skates and late night shootouts, I'm feeling and looking my best thanks to Livia and the Woodbury Center's constant help and guidance. I'm down more than 30 pounds and 19 inches, and while I'm not quite an elite NHL athlete, I am prepped and ready for an elite healthy diet each and every week thanks to my friends at Livia. Join my team in the Livia program where you could lose up to 10 pounds in the first two weeks. Plus, roster yourself today and get three months of your personalized program absolutely free. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A. Livia has been voted Minnesota's best weight loss program three years in a row. Find out why. Join today. We are here courtesy of our friends over at Greenbelt doing this once a month at various locations throughout the Twin Cities. We love it. Minnesota Wild. It's hockey season, guys, which is fantastic because we are the state of hockey. Um, I want to talk about Jewel Erickson. I do, too. So I'm happy you you brought that up. (laughs) Yes, I bet you do. Uh, Jewel Erickson. A player that has developed in the Wild organization, a guy that has certainly made an impact on the team. We saw what it looks like without him last year when he was unable to perform in the playoffs. Uh, Kirsten, Jewel Eriksnek, number one center? I think no. I think Marco Rossi has to be the top line center. That's my take. And I say he has to be because as you and Judd were talking about earlier, like this is a make or break year for him. I think the organization needs to throw everything at him, give him opportunities to see if he is who they thought they were. So far, signs look good. But I think top line center is Marco Rossi because it has to be. Jewel Eriksson-Eck probably going to find himself on that second line. But spoiler alert for people who are here in attendance tonight, 
We talk about this on our podcast for tomorrow. That'll come out. But Jesse told me, Jewel Erickson at Top Line Center, how many times did I say that last season and you scoffed at me? I don't recall these conversations. I'm finding, I'm literally going real. home tonight and finding the tapes because they're in there. I, I mean, so here, this again, I will defend myself. And Judd, please let me know if you think this is accurate. I'm sure I said he is not a number one center due to the fact that Ryan Hartman is quote unquote Dean's number one center. Wait, so you were... Because he's on that top line. Yeah. So I, I think know. I said this before Ryan Hartman was even top line center. I, he's been top line center for the past two years. Sam Steele... But then he got demoted. You were saying it when Sam Steele was still top line. I mean, Sam line. Steele was better than Ryan Hartman for a minute. All right? I'm not going to go back on that one. But I think Jules Eriksnek is the best center the Minnesota Wild have. Mm -hmm. But he will not ever be given that top line position. But they tried for a while, and then they... they tried for like a shift. I know. Why, why did they blow it up so quickly? I don't know, but it made me upset because literally last season, the hill I was going to die on was Jewel <laughs> Erickson Eck deserves to be seen at top line center, and they like never, never you know happened. Know. You know what I think? Yes, yeah. I want to know. Only one of the three of the people at this table have a microphone in game. This is true. And can demand time <laughs> on the scoreboard. So I think we're getting a lot of great takes that aren't being. Articulated in between holding puppies, can you just? Yeah, I would get fired so quick. What, what if you were <laughs> so to say? Quick. And by the way, the dog thing, awesome. Thank like, you. I love dogs. Professional so much. puppy holder, but of I mean Minnesota that is, wild. I'm not kidding. That's awesome. I love that stuff. But what if you were to say, "Oh, it's such a good puppy. Who do you think should be the number one center, <laughs> Dean?" I mean, right there, you get the whole crowd. Oh, I think Bill Guerin would be sitting up in his suite and just. I feel I think I'm the glare I mean, from all the way up there down to section. I will ask the players your Taylor Swift question if you just you throw it out there. I've been asking you on for Thursday a year for that. No, the baton has been passed on to Joe O'Donnell because he said he would honor my request. That's true. So what's the question? I want especially Jonas Brodeen. Did you know Jonas Brodeen is a huge Swifty? I'm not surprised. Taylor Swift is his favorite artist. I just want to sit agent, down with him for a little bit, talk about Taylor Swift, maybe ask him you? his thoughts on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because well, everyone's talking about it. She's a big Swifty. I don't know if you know but that. He, huge. But he probably liked that. Maybe. Like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Because I just have never found the opportunity to She's somehow. not in the locker room. I'm not in the locker room. Well, hold on a second. You're a scoreboard. You're, I'm sorry. You are an in-arena host. You're on the scoreboard. I think that would be a perfect, like, between periods thing to show like that you could cut right now with him. Maybe. Players Maybe, love to talk yeah. about stuff that, that doesn't put them on the spot. I'm not fully convinced that he's actually a Swifty. I feel like I that's, am. That's the thing together. I'm just but, not. I am. But that's the point. Swifty or not, <laughs> this is a great idea. Okay, so do a thing. Swifty or not with these players, because they're about the right age to be, possibly. Yep. And mm -hmm. a lot of athletes like her a lot. So, so like, you, you could do a between periods thing, Swifty or not. And if a guy's like, no, okay, he's off. But then, like, Brodeen is, mm -hmm. and you spend three minutes, favorite song. Judd's trying to get that Game Ops job. He's just trying to move okay. on. Okay, from uh, I'm not going to kid you. A little bit. I, was, I was made to be a behind-the-scenes <laughs> Game Ops person. Like, okay. I wouldn't want to be on, this, on it like you are, but there's so many ideas. How quickly would you change the light show? Oh, I change a lot of things. Spoiler alert, <laughs> I've got, it's changed. I heard it's changed. I I've got heard experience. Tell it's Let, let's just say this. I've been to a lot of arenas. Mm -hmm. um, the like in-game music and stuff is not maximized, but I also think it'd be fun to do that because I think players would dig it. And if I they liked so and if they liked her, 
Again, they're the perfect age. You could be like Marcus Foligno, though, and be like, Eras Tour? What's that? <laughs> but that's funny. It was. It was hilarious. He was like, is that what it's called? I don't even know. Like, he I serious. thought he about no selling idea. my jersey, which is a Marcus Foligno jersey for that moment in time. Because he's a dad and he's old. Yeah, he's like, okay, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know. I bet Brody is. He is. I, he was I at the Red you, Tour. Okay. <laughs> I think it'd be great. All right, but back to Jewel Erickson. Let's talk about him a little bit more. (laughs) Fun fact, Jewel Erickson said that he thinks Felino is going to be the new um, in-house DJ. I know Matt Dumba was the in-house DJ for the Minnesota Wild. So Marcus Felino, I imagine quite a bit of country being played. He is a huge country fan. Yes. Pre-game skate? uh, I think so, because that was Dumba's... Well, that was Dumba's mix. That wasn't... uh, DJ There's Sweezy. no way anyone in that locker room is giving Felino the ox to play country music before a game. There's no. no way. Do you know those guys in there? That sounds about right. I just don't. Do not aim. before a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, Zach Bryan <laughs> in the locker room before a game. That no, wouldn't not do Zach Bryan. Morgan Wallen. That still wouldn't but do But I'm saying pregame. Me. So when, when they come out to warm up. Yeah. What, That's all the DJ. So what, what do you think? The, are, are they going to change it now? Yeah. Um, for warm-ups, I don't know, because they do take some player requests for warm-ups. Yeah, so a lot of that, up. like, it's been, like, I'm not even joking, like, Swedish techno was, like, something they really wanted last that, season. That was a player was. request. It wasn't just the DJ playing. A lot of in that locker room. They, yeah. the DJ for warm-ups goes mainly off player requests. Okay, because I thought that was Dumba's mix. Nope. I thought it was Dumba's mix, too. That's what we've been nope. See, we have breaking news here. This is breaking See, news. See, this is the type of this thing. Is, this is why you come listen to the Bar Down Beauties. Yeah, yeah at, this is uh, interesting. This is why people should come to me with more so questions. Because I got te- the no. answers you're looking for. <laughs> okay, so that was Swedish techno, because I was yeah, wondering. something along those lines. Like EDM. I don't like it, but yeah. that makes perfect sense yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What would your goal song be, Judd, if you were to select? If they were to give every player their own goal song, which some teams have flirted with. Yeah. Currently, the Minnesota Wild have Shout, courtesy of Marcus Foligno, enjoying yeah. that in Buffalo. Change it. Yeah. Yeah. It's grown it. on me. It's no. fine. Nope. Whatever. But nope. uh, are you doing nope. individual goal songs, or are we doing no. team goals? Uh, team, I, I, bring back crowd chant. Bring no, back no, crowd no, chant. No, no, no. Santa, Joe Santorini or whatever. No, I don't want yeah. that back. Okay. I do. What, uh, then we need, what is, uh, okay. what's the choice? All right, so here's my thing. Pre-pandemic, I think it was the Sharks who originated each player do- doing a goal song. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember, the Wild was going to do that. Yes. Pre-pandemic, and yes. then the pandemic hit, and they scrapped it. Yep. Um, Crazy. I mean, look at how clever they were all, in dressing their outfits in the bubble, too. I mean, khakis and a white polo. Yeah. Nothing screams Minnesota Wild more than khakis yeah, and a white polo. Yeah, this is so polo. true. This is such or a, a good or beanie. Or a good, yes. My favorite was when the, when the Ducks showed up during the pandemic in... The Mighty Ducks jerseys. Yes. Mm. So good. How great was that? Um, so here's, the, here's my thing about goal songs, though, because mm-hmm. I've seen this, and I, I'm not saying that they, they should take the song because they can't. But have you guys ever been to the United Center and seen how the Blackhawks do it, which is a perfect drop? So Chelsea the, Dagger? Yeah, yeah but, but how they do it. So the goal is scored. Mm-hmm. Then they wait a beat. Then they play the, their, their goal horn. Mm-hmm. Then they wait a beat and play Chelsea Dagger. I would actually work with them on how you roll out the goal song as well. Now, what the goal song should be, that's a good question. 
Like, what would be one? The whole, the whole question. That was the only question, actually. Like, I know, I but, know I like to take questions, question but I like to take questions and really work with them here. Yes. Again, I'd be a good game up guy. This so, is his live interview for the game. Yeah, for, for the game. I've been trying to get the game ops job for a long time. I'm going to tell you that right now. But yeah, um, uh, um, that that um, that chant thing. I'm no, no, no. I can't do that anymore. I hate it. Did you know Jesse? That that was her. Do you walk-in really like song at reception. I like it, it a lot. Was. That was my walk-in at my reception. We had jerseys on, Mr. and Mrs. Okay, that's cool. But it why did you great. use it? I don't like that Because I love it. In case you guys the are wondering, Bardown Beauties are, are also very musically inclined. Actually, you, you know get what? That on each episode. I don't know if, if this is true or not, but I will tell the story because it sounds like it's true. <laughs> so do you guys remember? Well, you probably don't. But anyway, um, a lot of teams, including the North Stars, and I, maybe the Wild at the start used a song called Rock and Roll Part 2 by yeah. Gary But Gary Glitter. Glitter's a very bad human being. Yes, mean. exactly. <laughs> so supposedly the league said quit using Rock and Roll Part 2 yeah. and sent that song out to teams and said this is a better goal song than Oh. So that's how they got it. The Islanders, I believe, still use that. Yes, they interesting. do. Interesting. That yeah. is interesting. So the league was like we can't because – as Jesse said, he's a really bad guy, and you can't use the song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, was a great goal song, but I well, totally Well, it wasn't even it. just hockey. It was, like, everything, right? Yep. Like, he was on jock jams. He was on all my jock jams. And that went back to the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was solid. Uh, speaking of goal scoring, who was the second leading scorer for the Minnesota Wild? Another trivia question for you from the Bar Down Beauties. The second leading scorer, scorer excuse me, on the Minnesota Wild last season. Kirill Kaprizov obviously number one, but who had the second most goals? Does anybody know the answer to that question? Do you guys know the answer I, to that question? I actually forget. I think I know, but I kind of have blacked out last season. Yeah, for you know, personal it's, been, reason. it's been a long, fun <laughs> offseason. Is there a story behind I uh, am curious no, about that as well. No, there's no <laughs> story. Okay, I, I just, know. I was really upset about how the year ended. Just the first round loss. Honestly, I took it personally. You took it, yeah. Why did you <laughs> take it personally? I don't know. I just upset me. You, you I wanted them to make it. To, it I, I wanted it to work to the second round. I had a pair of shoes <laughs> I was gonna buy if we made it to the second round. She's not wrong. She. Uh, There's no story. Okay. It was just I was mad that we were a first round bounce once again. Hold on a second here. Yes. Let me get this straight. Yeah. You're you're the in, or you are one of the in arena hosts. Mm-hmm. You had a pair of shoes that you were going to buy. Yeah, if we made it to the second round. the second round, but nobody sees your feet. Do they? Oh, they see my feet. When I'm holding puppies, they see them. Okay, fair enough. She's right. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I bought them for the the whole I just don't really look like it, I guess. Because, well, if it's a dog, I'm looking at a dog. Of course. No offense to you. (laughs) Yeah. But I love the puppies. No, Everyone does. How can you Um, I know there were people clamoring and shouting this out. Oh, we know the answer for the the trivia question. Uh, It was Matt Boldy. Second most goals on the team with 31. So Matt Boldy, is he going to just continue to expand, you guys, on last year's incredible season? I mean, there was no sophomore slump. There was a little bit of one, right? And I remember then he went on his heater right after that, and I like that he uh, laughed at us, and he was like, a couple months ago I wasn't scoring anything, and you guys thought I was the worst, which is true. That's what we do. We are terrible people like that, but, you know, In it's the fun. words of former Minnesota Wild forward Ryan Reeves, 49 sheets, you have to. 
49 sheets. God, you have so to. She's not wrong. She's not well, wrong. But I think, I mean, 31, that's a pretty solid output, right? And he had, I think he was healthy most of the year. Yeah. But uh, really lit it up when Kaprizov was out. Yes, exactly. I'm with Kirsten on this, though. And this is where he disappeared, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with you on that. I am. Now, I wasn't upset because it's become the norm for them to get bounced. I mean, the Twins right. don't win playoff games in the wild doesn't win series, but that's where I want, like, that's my question. I don't care how you get in. You know, top three, wild card. Here's my question. And Bill Guerin was on our show last week, and I asked about this. I said, what's the progression? Humble name drop, no big deal. Judd's Hockey Show. Find it on Score North. Thank you very much. Bill Guerin, good friend of our show. Loves (laughs) Declan. Rip Declan, but he loves him. But, But, you know, to go back to the playoffs, that's my big question here. Yeah. Like, Boldy disappeared. I'm sorry. He can't disappear. He is built. That body, that ability is built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand Kirill was out before it and that, you know, I mean, it's hard to question Kirill because he just works his butt off all the time. Right. Like, I have a hard time getting down on him. But um, I, in all seriousness, my big question is the playoffs. Yeah. It really playoffs is. that they might not make? No. Well, yes, they might not make the playoffs, <laughs> but if they do, what can they do? You know, Florida snuck right. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida barely got in. Now they have Kachuk, who's like just a born winner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes, they might not make the playoffs, but if they do, I, I'm with you. I want to see more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tired of this. Do you think that the Wild have the mental toughness? I think that's what was missing last year. There seemed to be no... Yep. Grit, which is ironic considering that was the slogan for last year's playoffs, was grit first. There was none of that. You saw a fantastic game three. Everything was great, right? It sucked that Erickson Eck was only able to get in 18 seconds. The rest of the game, complete. It was fantastic. Everything after that was just nothing. There was no care in the world. I mean, you come back for game four on a Sunday afternoon, and it felt every bit of a Sunday afternoon game, but not like a playoff game. No. That's not, I mean, Florida, who barely snuck in, showed you you don't have to behave that way. Like, it just kind of, there was no, as I've been saying this year for Vikings and really everything, there was no dog in, no. in any of them. There was no dog. There's the bark again. There's the bark again. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, you are right. Yeah. And those two games live rent-free in my mind because game three of all the sporting events I've been to, of all of the hockey games I've ever worked, that atmosphere, game three at home last year, was unlike anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. And then you go into Sunday, it was so flat right from the get-go. And it was just such a night and day. I will never forget that. We'll try to forget it, but we won't. I want to. No, but, it, but, but they shouldn't forget it. Like, that's no. the thing is. And, and if should I'm be not, embarrassed by that. And if I'm not mistaken, the last two series, the Blues a couple of years ago in Dallas, were carbon copies. Yeah. So they tease you with this, okay, we're here to play. And then, and look, I wish the head coach would be a little bit more at ease himself in the playoffs. And not, and look, this is a, this is a problem for all teams now here. But don't overthink things. Mm-hmm. I mean, game one, what Gustafson stands on his head. Okay, he's your goalie for now. Right. We don't need to make everyone. There's no participation trophy here. Mm-hmm. The flower is going to get it. You know, it's not like okay, let's ha- let's hand out the tree tickets and, and make sure Mark Andre plays in game two. Mm-hmm. Um, and what frustrates me the most is one, those two teams, the, the series were very identical. 
but those two teams were very different teams, like in yes. how they were constructed and how they were built. And the GM, and this is what I talked to him about. I said, you know how to win cups, dude. You've won four, two as an executive, two as a player. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a, well, I'm the GM, but I've never played the sport. You, you know. So, yeah, I just, look, if they miss the playoffs, they miss. And I don't know. I thought they weren't going to be that good last year, and they scored, and they had, what, 103 points, something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, along those lines. Yeah, so if they make the playoffs, I just want to see what you guys are talking about, the grit, the mental. And, and non-hockey fans laugh because they're like, what's grit mean? That's stupid. There's no – but you can see it. And the There's, You're just like, yeah, there it's – it's everything that the Wild didn't have. Of course you didn't see it. You just, it, right? Like, but they just think it's a fallacy. The, non the, the sports fans who aren't ho hockey fans think, oh, grit's a stupid term. You guys are idiots. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, there's a real thing here. And it can't involve Marcus Foligno running around the ice like a madman. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I, I sort of knew what he was doing. He was desperate. Mm -hmm. It was, yes. He saw what was spiraling around him, right? Um, but I think it begins with a guy behind the bench. Sort of knowing what buttons to push there and relaxing. Yeah, fair. I also think after last year's playoffs, we can all agree we never, ever can allow Grit First to be a slogan again. Probably because not. when we got bounced in the first round, Dallas ate us alive for that. And their fans. Yeah. it's uh, It wasn't a pretty scene. I mean, certainly Minnesota Wild, as Minnesota sports do, make us want to drink. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Joe from Greenbelt going to talk about what they've got on tap quite literally judd thank you so much Thanks, for joining guys. us you always a pleasure best. uh plug yourself where can everybody find you and your work oh score north judd's hockey show purple daily before i die with jesse pierce uh, i'm all over the place <laughs> too much judd probably we love it again one more quick break and we'll be back we're the bar down beauties what's going on everybody bar down beauties back for one more segment your favorite hockey podcast, releasing new episodes each and every Tuesday, doing live shows once a month, courtesy of our friends over at Grainbelt. Hey, don't leave me out of the cheers just because I'm not cool enough to have a beer on a well, Monday night. Whatever. You should have ordered a Nordeast. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Be sure to get your Nordeast at the bar while we are out here at Ray J's. Shout out to Ray J's for hosting us. Shout out to everybody that came out, whether you wanted to or not to hear <laughs> us. You're getting us. Uh, I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. She's Kirsten Kroll, The Face. And joining us now, Mr. Joe Beer. We like to call you Joe Beer, so that's what that we're going to go with. Yeah, Minus Joe, I've worse. early problem, you don't like crowd chant. You're with Judd on that. Ugh. You're not a fan of crowd chant. No, I, I hate it. Wow. <laughs> I hate. think it's so generic and boring and dumb. So <laughs> what do you suggest instead? I, man, I don't know. I like, I, you know, I... As a diehard Gopher fan, I hate to admit this, but I, I love what uh, Mankato's got going on with their what are they doing? Olay. Oh God, yeah. no! I, well, it's it's my, it's <laughs> one of my favorite bands, the version that they use. So that always makes me very happy. But That's I don't like hearing Mankato score. So yeah, nobody does. No one. No one does. Not at all. Uh, you know what we like hearing? We love hearing about the different beers. It's Oktoberfest yes, time, right? What do we got cooking? With green belt and took shells. the wind right out of my sails, I man. It's Oktoberfest <laughs> season, man. You can, but you is, can go even higher with it. Let's just go. Heart, this is the heart of our beer selling. I was just before we came on. I was saying, I'm like, I, out of the fryer, right into the frying pan. <laughs> with the state fair, goes right into Oktoberfest, and it's like just constantly busy from about mid July through October. So um, look for a rest here and there. I think I had something every night last week, and then uh, this week I've got three things. Um, 
and then I went and actually got four things. I thought about, forgot about Saturday, so. But um, we we can be the highlight, right? Butte's oh, Live yeah, is the highlight, yeah. obviously. This is these are the easiest ones. The hardest <laughs> ones are going out to every table and saying, "Hey, excuse me, stop your <laughs> stop your conversation and listen to me for a second. <laughs> let me talk to you about Northeast. That's <laughs> basically let what me we talk do to you about Oktoberfest. So yeah. um, the end of end of everything for me is really is our Oktoberfest down at the brewery uh, October fourteenth. So nice. That's our that's our big that's our big to do. We get about four to five thousand people down there. We try to keep it as traditional German Oktoberfest experiences you can. Um, I have to lug around the big uh, glass dimple mugs. How many can you mugs. hold? Can you? Because I've uh, seen some I, I gals who eight. can do a whole I, bunch. I do, I'll do eight at the most just because i got weak little arms. And um, <laughs> Kyle, our president, I think he does I think he does 13. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah, he'll, he'll get, uh, I think it's like six in one hand, six in another, and then one on top holding them. Yeah. So, something like that. I don't know. How does he Crazy. get the one on top off? Uh, you set him on, on the table. Oh, that's out of. He, he definitely anything. needs. He definitely needs help, and we're normally uh, we have a team that'll run in front of him and kind of like blockers and just kind of. Gotcha. Don't touch him. Yeah. Beer coming through. <laughs> Blowing whistles and get out of the way. <laughs> that's it's absolutely qu- quite a sight. That's quite a sight. So Oktoberfest, 14th. So yeah. excited! People can get their Oktoberfest beer from Greenbelt yes. now. It's it a party. Works. It's a party. Yeah, so yeah, we we have fun. Fall time is like just the best time for beer, right? You've got football going on Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, but then you got hockey season kicking up, bonfire season. It's kind of my favorite. It's the best. It's absolutely You can wear best. a hoodie or a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or long sleeve and shorts. Yeah. yeah. Or jeans. And it's like Lots of options. Perfect. And grab a beer. Well, Joe, you are the best. Green Belt is the best. Again, we do these once a month at different locations around the state. We are in Mendota Heights next month and then Oakdale the following month, I believe. But shout out to Ray J's again for hosting us. Go get your Northeast at the bar. Check out the Bar Down Beauties. Uh, You can even hit that little QR code up here. You're welcome. We made it super easy and streamlined for you. Your new favorite hockey podcast. Signing off for Fred, Kirsten, and Joe, and Judd Zolgad, who was so kind to join us earlier. I'm Jesse Pierce, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.